0: Drive and Double Feature presents One Minute with European Zombies, circa 1980, episode 52. Hooray everyone! Welcome to episode 52. I said hooray as if it was some sort of um, anniversary or some special episode. It might be a special episode. I don't know. Spitz and Moran are going to be in it. Uh, And Janet, I think her name is Janet, is going to defend the house from zombies with a battle axe. Where'd that other zombie go who climbed up and went in the 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 window the that really enterprising zombie but uh yeah I'm Dan I'm your host I'm here to discuss Zombie Lake and Burial Ground with you. This this episode is Burial Ground and Zombie Lake. You could tell from the music at the beginning. So let's go to Burial Ground minute fifty two. Janet I'm calling her Janet I don't care. She she's the crippled she's the model. She put a foot in the bear trap, zombie trap and she has like a battle axe kind of thing, and a zombie has broken in through some strange door and is slowly approaching. I said last time that i thought burial ground was dreamlike it becomes more dreamlike here Just because watch watch the way that so the first zombie who's got worms in the side of his face hey ron you got a little um you got a what here here no 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 the other side oh oh here here no no H- higher higher up I higher up they're all over there They're, you can't feel them you can't those are you have worms on your face, Ron. Oh jeez. how embarrassing! How embarrassing I was a zombie who used to get worms on his face all the time until I got zombie worm off <laughs> those were the sound of the worms dropping off the face. ah. It's been a long day. I've had a long day, folks. Not a good, not a particularly good day either. But I'm having fun talking this. Um, I applaud Janet. I mean, she is as brave as the day is long. I mean, she has, she's yelling for help, but um, in the Italian dub, she's yelling "damn you" more than she's yelling for help. And the zombies are slowly backing her to a corner. And watch the way the room which is probably a big room to begin with but just seemed to be like a room with like the curtain by the bookcase with the door behind it just seems to expand and suddenly there's a fire burning in the fireplace let me just go back a couple yes there's a there's a fire burning in a fireplace when they come into the room they have to light candles but now there's a fire burning in it and it's not a little fire either let me look at it no this is this is a this is a full on burning good fire yeah, it's a real good... It's a real nice stacked fire. This is something you you have to monitor a fire like this. You know, this they, they didn't stack it like 10 feet high in the chim up into the chimney. And so they're... I, I just... And, and even look at the books on, on the bookcase next to her. I mean, it's like... It's like all just... They're either really old volumes or they're all the same volume or they're all just volumes of collections of weird Etruscan writings. I don't know, but but I love the fact that yeah, it seems to be such a small room when they go into it. But now it's huge. It's huge. The zombie comes after her. She begins backing up. You see something smash through a window and you see like a zombie's hands come up and begin to pull itself up. So my first thought was, We're on the first floor, but it seems to be pulling up itself up. So I'm wondering if there's it's maybe one of those things where um it's it's one of those rooms on the first floor where the windows are a little high up but then what what about the door how do where is the where is the window in relation to the door how is the zombie able to walk in the door but this other zombie has to pull himself up how big is this room and then the minute ends with two big like glass doors shattering and you don't see what's coming through it yet at the end of the minute presumably it's a zombie but it's like where is that from why wasn't why was something pounding against the door that it took ages to get through when you had these two glass doors that you could just and walk through? That's why I think this is a dream. That's why I don't specifically say it's Janet's nightmare, but look at the way look at the way I mean, put yourself in a dream frame of mind and imagine yourself in a space where you're in some sort of peril. Or for me, I have lots of dreams where I am supposed to be like preparing for something or packing for something or getting ready for something and just like I keep not quite getting there. You know, it's like, um, I know it's like first day of a college semester and I can't find my schedule for where I'm supposed to go for the day. So I'm trying to find who I need to get to give me a schedule, but I can't do it. Or I need to be packed in two hours to get out of this room, but suddenly the room becomes two rooms and three rooms and I'm packing and I'm packing and there's more and more stuff. And, you know, just like I have those dreams all the time. I told you guys about the dream I had right with the, um, where I went to the exclusive club on the college campus that had like super cool, like, um, toilet stalls that were like completely enclosed and super great but you couldn't get into them because there were hobos in them um cooking brisket on the heaters that were in there did i tell you guys that oh, i'll tell you those dreams later i probably mentioned that to you the brisket oh that's 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 a stinky jim he's making a brisket he'll be about a half an hour i have to go now jim's already in there i'm sorry what was I saying? No, I... So, so that, to me, that's what this looks like. Like, Janet is like, okay, I might be able to handle this. The door might hold. She grabs that Whatever it is. The door breaks... The moment the door breaks and the zombie comes at her, suddenly there's a window that breaks. And then at the end, and then there's another zombie, I guess the one who crawled in through the window, although it was trying to pull itself up. And suddenly the room expands and expands, and suddenly there's a burning fire. I mean, like, if there's a fire that was burning, so it's burning pretty bright. Did you need the candles? I don't know. I mean, did you need the candles to look at the door to see that someone was breaking in the door? And then the fact that there's a door in that room that they have to smash through, and then 10 feet away, there are two glass doors you can just walk through? I don't know. This is a dream. This is... Maybe not the whole film is a dream, but I love the fact that maybe this scene is a dream. You know, and it's like, why was Janet left alone in this room? Why was the woman who's crippled at this moment left alone in the room? Because it's a dream. It's her nightmare. She ain't gonna wake up from it, because that's not the way this is working, if I remember correctly. But yeah. I don't know. I really like this. I mean, I I never really noticed this before when I was watching it. I was always like, oh, they're breaking in. But when you kind of piece it out in your mind, like, so they they, you know, like in Night of the Living Dead, the first thing they do is they seal off the first floor. They probably should have all gone and hid in the basement, but they sealed off the first floor. And eventually, I'm not going to spoil it. If you haven't seen it, have you not seen Night of the Living Dead? Buy the Criterion Blu-ray. It kicks ass, and it is an alternate cut on it. Um, do you guys remember the what was it? The Alina Entertainment Laserdisc um, that started off with like the opening shot looking like garbage. And then all of a sudden it like faded into their re- restored version of it, which looks so good. And then like the Elite pff, logo broke through. Oh, that was a fun laziness So they secured the second floor? Before the first floor? Yeah, that one door that got broken down, I don't get what door that is. The glass doors I get. I mean, the glass doors could be on a balcony that a zombie climbed up to. Um, but and I, I guess maybe the other zombie could have climbed up the side of the wall and smashed in the window um, but, but what about the door that the, the other zombie broke through I mean that required a lot of pounding I mean to me that sounded like a first floor I don't think we're going to get answers I got questions I got no answers but it doesn't matter baby because it's burial ground and I'm having fun with it um, as nutty as it is as nutty as it is so let's see what happens next. I hope Janet will be okay. I'm quite charmed by Janet here. Her her just willingness to stay in there. And like I said, I think it's an it's a nightmare come true. I'm not saying that Freddy Krueger is suddenly going to leap down the chimney dressed as Santa, grab her, and pull her up the chimney. But um, oh f, wouldn't that be awesome? Okay, I'll stop there. Zombie Lake Spitz and Moran are approaching the tavern. They're probably going to be douches. Let's see what they do. We're here to investigate the murders. We'd like your cooperation. Is that so? And then you're going to arrest us, huh? I imagine you think we're all a little crazy. It just so happens we ain't. You might as well get it into your heads. I didn't do it. And nobody else around here either. Just shut up, huh? Or I'll pull you in for obstructing justice. Somebody sure in the hell did kill them. And we're going to get them. Go ahead. Go get them. I know you don't like the police to stick their nose into your own business, but we'll have to ask you all a few questions. As I said, we hope you'll cooperate. You in the back. I'm going to do something here that I don't normally do, and I tr- got wrong earlier. So I'm just going to... You just heard the minute. We're here to investigate. From that moment on, I'm going to read you, until the end of the minute, the f- subtitles from the French version. So what is it? We're here to investigate... I'm getting a, screwing it up already. We're here to investigate the murders. We'd like your cooperation. Co- we're here to investigate the murders. We'd like your cooperation. Which actually sounds a bit like we'd like your corroboration. But maybe that's what they say. So, in the um, on the in the French dub, uh, it's, We're here to investigate the disappearance of the basketball team. Then that one guy, the mayor from Dark Side of Midnight, says, Well, well, only that one, huh? I see when it comes to strangers, you really move your ass. But when it comes to our compatriots, then it's our problem. Um, The guy who's not the director, is he Moran? Approaches the mustache guy, grabs his beer, takes it out of his hand, says, shut up. We don't give a damn about your crap. We're here to make an investigation and we will do it. Fine, go ahead. At that point, uh, the inspector turns towards the people. And it's interesting because in the... English dub, he talks a lot, but after the line I just read, there isn't anything in the French dub until the end of the minute, when he says, "What is it? You in the back?" and then that's how the minute ends. So they just add like, they they can't <laughs> sort of like leave a pan over these people. They have to have him yakking and yakking and yakking. So it's interesting. The basketball team or the murders. And, um, uh, yeah, that's Spitz and Moran are here, and no one seems particularly happy about it. I guess, I don't know, maybe the mayor called them and told them. I don't know. It's funny that I, I will just say I may need to, to pause this and listen to this again because I've now got both versions of this in my head, and I, I'm unable to distinguish between them. But there is sort of, um, uh, I can't. I'll be right back. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, the 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 Dark Side of Midnight guy is more or less like, I didn't do it, and none of us did. You'll find... where well, someone sure as hell did. I don't... I, I don't... I don't mean to be rude to the English dubbers because I love this gang of dubbers so much. And I know somewhere you can go online and find out what all their names are. And I want to say occasionally some of them actually pop up in films. Actually, they probably pop up in films quite a bit. But I feel like following the french dialogue here would have been better in some respects it makes a lot more sense it almost feels like the english dubbers i don't know the way it worked um it almost feels like i I, it was funny i um may i may i quote you something let me lean how you doing everybody let me let me just let me just read you a snippet from the out of print for forever apparently now uh bleeding skull book uh from uh the 1980s trash horror odyssey and what is it oasis of the zombies okay um uh in my mind this is oasis of the zombies this is close as you can get to zombie lake in my mind this movie had no script "'Franco assembled a bunch of folks and said something like, "'Okay, this letter says your dad is dead. "'You and your friends feel bad for him. "'How bad should we feel? "'Did we know his dad Or, "'Knock it off! "'I've got to finish this by tomorrow "'and start two more movies by the end of the week.' "'People assembled together and taking up space on film. "'Oasis the Zombies was born. "'Somewhere else in my mind, "'I can see the film being dubbed "'into English by a group of professionals. "'Where's the script? "'No script. "'What do we do?' There's only two of us here, and there are about six characters talking at once. Don't worry about it. It doesn't matter. When you see lips move, throw in a line. Gotcha. That is exactly how it feels. Actually, that's exactly how most EuroCine films feel. I'm going to read you the rest of this just because I like it. And this almost relates to Zombie Lake. I am completely disconnected and groggy whenever I watch this film. It is loaded with endless shots of the desert landscape. Um, obviously not. People seem to spend eternity staring into the distance. I could be staring at a slideshow. I could be watching sand blow across a beach. Oddly enough, I'm watching a flesh-eating zombie film made by jess franco and it never feels like anything but a jess franco film there's something to be said for such an individualistic stamp just make sure you're near a bed while watching it so so to me that's the way this sort of is here it's like what's going on in this scene there, you know, there were some zomb- some gals killed so we just say whatever well, what what would he say? He, he's, he looks a little antagonistic. Whatever. Okay, you think I did it, don't you? Yeah, you're going to tell me who did it. We're going to find out who did it. But that's, of course, so far from what they're actually saying. That's what's happening in this scene. Spitz and Moran show up, and they're there to kick ass and take names. And speaking of fires, and again, look at the crowd in the tavern. They're so much fun. Look at the fire. I talked about the fire in Burial Ground. Look at the freaking fire and the, how tall it is. I mean, what did they do? It there's like lighter fluid on that or something. It doesn't go that tall. I mean, it's like it's like it's like it's it's like the flame is going up like six foot tall or something. Like that. Look at that. Maybe that's like um. I was gonna say Bavarian again. Didn't I say that a few episodes ago that I thought this felt very Bavarian to me? I don't know why I keep saying that. I don't even know what I mean by that. I think I probably mean something I've seen in like James Bond films, but I guess it's very French tavern to me. Yeah, that's this this minute of that. Spitz and Moran are there and they're going to start asking some questions, kicking some ass, taking <laughs> some names. Ow. Alright everyone, that is episode 52. Again, thank you so much for listening and we're going to wrap up this minute with this. <laughs>